most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And this is our rookie running back preview podcast for 2023. We're going to take turns drafting uh, all the rookie running backs, uh, me and, of course, one of the top rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what is good? What's up? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been talking about running backs for a couple months now, um, and I haven't really needed to update my projections or rankings much. But after, you know, training camp started, we we see all the corners now with all the contract disputes, holdouts, injuries. Um, so I'm very excited to be talking about these rookie running backs because a lot of these guys might have to step up as soon as this year. So we have a lot to go through. Uh, but it, it's been a past, you know, crazy past couple of days for the running back position. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of uncertainty. You know, where is Dalvin Cook going to go? Is Jonathan Taylor going to get traded after all? Is Zeke going to re-sign with Dallas? Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of question yeah. marks uh, at the running back position. So, um, but, you know, with these rookies, it always comes down to opportunities. So what we're going to do on this pod is we are going to draft eight running backs, eight rookie running backs each. So uh, 16 in total. And uh we will do it in terms of who will, who's the best value, essentially, you know, who will beat their expected score in half PPR relative to their uh, ADP by the most. So uh, we, we can kind of be fun to track that throughout the year. Yeah. Um, so Sean, we're going to do a wide receiver episode uh, that's going to be out later this week. And you wanted the first pick for that one, Sean. So I'll go first here and then yeah. we'll just, no snake. We'll just alternate. So yeah. uh you know, so we could just kind of, uh, I think that's the most fair, fair way yeah. to do it. So I'm going to start off. I'm, I'm just going to go with the highest floor guy and hope he has a monster breakout rookie year. And that's B. John Robinson. He's the RB three. So it's going to be hard to beat, but I can't say no to B. I'm just like the Falcons. I can't say no to B. John, <laughs> yeah. uh, over a hundred missed tackles forced led the nation. Uh, the Falcons have one of the best offensive lines in the national football league and about 27, backfield carries per game last year so they love to run the ball this I think the offense should be better they were 13th in DVOA last year with Mariota starting 15 games Pitts missing a bunch of games so I think the offense will, will be very good and remember Arthur Smith has coached Derrick Henry Arthur Smith has led the Titans offense to like almost 30 points a game uh, with Ryan Tannehill at the helm so uh, I think there's a lot of upside with uh with with this Falcon offense and Bijan's going to be right at the at the forefront so it's going to be hard to be RB3 but he could have a you know like a historic season right off the bat and running backs tend to be good right away like rookies sometimes is when they peak so uh yeah give me Bijan at uh with the first pick yeah love it I mean it's just an interesting situation where he's he's generational talent and he landed in like an elite run heavy offense with a good offensive line, which is a rare combination to have 
for rookie. So yeah, you know, RB3, it's going to be tough to beat that, but he has RB1 overall upside, so can't fault you there. Um, it leaves me with a wide open board, and ooh, I'm, I think I'm going to go with uh, Devon A-Chain um, at RB43. Um, I like the value there. You know, he's a player. I've been suppressing his projections the past few weeks um, just because it was looking like the Dolphins were the favorites to land Dalvin Cook. But it does look more likely that Dalvin Cook will end up on the Jets. I know sportsbooks were offering like minus 500 odds for him to sign with the Jets over the weekend. So um, the, the more it looks likely that Dalvin Cook won't be landing in Miami, the more I'm moving up A-chain in my rankings. Um, and, you know, he he will likely be part of a three-way committee to at least start the season with the Dolphins. And he, he's a smaller back. You know, he's, he's 5'9", 190 pounds. So he probably can't handle a three down workhorse role, but he doesn't have to, you know, he's more of a home run hitter that, you know, can take advantage of light boxes and as a pass catcher. So I think he's a perfect fit for the Dolphins offense. I think he can hit value, um, you know, in just sort of a limited role, but um, you know, I think he has room to grow in this offense. Uh, So I think he's a good value at RB 43. I think this is where he'll end up if everybody stays healthy. Um, But if, you know, Raheem Mostert, who, uh, you know, is pretty injury prone, gets banged up, um, or if Jeffrey Wilson gets banged up, you know, he can crush this. So I like the value I'm getting with A-Chain at uh, RB43 here. Pop quiz, I know you said A-Chain is, is small. What do you think his career high in carries is? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say 17, something like that. Try 38 against oh, 38. Louisiana oh. State. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, college is de- – yeah, 38 for no, oh, oh yeah i meant like yeah, yeah. i meant i meant his top no because a lot of people will think okay yeah. smaller back you know he can't carry the load but uh it kind of reminds me a little bit i remember when christian mccaffrey came out and like people were like oh he's not really going to be able to be a workhorse and i'm like have you seen him and in college like he was he was carrying a ball like 20 times uh every other week so yeah i love yeah, it chain i have him in my notes as dollar store austin eckler so i think yeah mccaffrey would be ideal but yeah he does you know, have that sort of upside where he can handle load if needed. Um, not sure if he'll translate to NFL level, but certainly um, I think he can handle more workload than other people are letting on. Yeah. And remember, this is a Mike McDaniel offense. Yeah. So what does Mike McDaniel come from? Kyle Shanahan tree. Who did Kyle Shanahan acquire last year? Christian McCaffrey. Yep. So like A-Chain's, A-Chain's got to be the McCaffrey in this offense. Um, you know, unless they get Dalvin Cook in um like still a chance unless yeah still a (laughs) chance but uh and and that's just like a thorn in the side of everyone doing projections and rankings but uh yeah i love the pick uh of a chain at two all right let's see so now the board is really open (laughs) yeah good luck i am going to go with since we are since we're talking value here i'm actually gonna go pretty low i'm gonna go with uh sean tucker at RV 78, uh, I think, you know, in this Tampa Bay backfield, mm-hmm. I don't foresee them necessarily signing a veteran uh, because they're, you know, projected to finish what fourth dead last in the, in the division. I don't think this is a team that's going to be competing for the playoffs. So uh, I think they might give Tucker some burn here, uh, undrafted free agent out of, out of Q's, but uh, he's got some juice, and I think, you know, anytime you see a backfield like this, you know, Rashad White was solid last year, but not spectacular. And, you know, Chase Edmonds kind of has fizzled out. 
So I, I think there is some opportunity here, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know, getting down, you know, wait in the year, they start giving Tucker more and more carries just to get a look at him. So uh, I'm going to go Tucker uh, at RB 78 with my third pick. Yeah. I like taking advantage of like a volatile running back room, like the Buccaneers Tuck, Tucker's interesting because he probably would have been drafted um, in the first five rounds, but he had, you know, that heart condition that prevented <laughs> him from being drafted at all. Um, but it looks like he's cleared for training camp. So if that's not an issue, he has a serious shot to, uh, I'm not a huge Rashad white fan. I think he is going to get leapfrogged by either Keyshawn Vaughn or Chase Edmonds or potentially Sean Tucker. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a good, uh, player and backfield to invest in early on in this draft. Wow. That is, I, I kind of want to, now we got to monitor this. Like, what do you think the actual odds are of Keyshawn Vaughn? I didn't, I wasn't even, I don't even have, oh, him projected. He's supposed to- I have a projected to be cut. I, <laughs> Look, they're all bad. I actually think Sean Tucker is the best <laughs> uh, pure back in this room. But um, Keyshawn Vaughn, apparently, according to the coaches, is the backup running back. That's what I've heard. Hmm. Um, I don't think he's very good. Uh, you know, he's struggled in the past whenever he's seen um, playing time. So uh, this is just a – and they have Patrick Laird there. Oh, my God. Like, this running back room is a mess. So if Tucker is healthy, if this – heart issue hopefully is in the rearview mirror uh he could ball out in preseason and leapfrog Rashad White there's no reason why he he shouldn't so just because he was undrafted doesn't mean he's not good he probably would have been a top five round pick um so he's definitely someone to monitor in the preseason and yeah. you know hopefully he's healthy because he is pretty talented 210 pounds, a 4.4440, uh, 95th percentile bench press. So he's got he's got some strength to go oh, along yeah. with it. And he had a uh a 16% target share. So um yeah, he's pretty well well-rounded. Yeah. Big sleeper, but yeah, just gotta gotta stay healthy. Yeah. But where are you going with the uh the fourth pick? We got Bijan to me, you got eight chain, and then I got Tucker. Okay, so I'm gonna go down the board as well. Um, I'm going with um, let's see, where do we have him? His ADP. I'm going Chase Brown. Yes. Uh, so what's his ADP currently? We got him at RB64. And by the way, we're using okay. uh we're using Best Ball 10's ADP over the last two weeks, uh, if for those curious. Yeah, so uh I, I do like him as a prospect. You know, clearly he's gonna be Joe Mixon's clear backup at best. Um, you know, I don't think he's in a situation to leapfrog him uh as a rookie. Um, but you know, there there is a potential Samaje P Ryan role up for grabs where um, if Chase Brown can, you know, adapt to the NFL in terms of pass blocking, he could be their third down back. He does have that potential. Um, so there's a chance he could be offering RB3 flex value in a pinch, even when Mixon is healthy. And then if Mixon goes down, obviously, I think he has, you know, RB3, maybe even RB2 upside. Now, one of the things that I was, um, you know, kind of monitoring was Trayvon Williams looks like um, mm-hmm. he's a decent bet to be Mixon's backup, but today he was just carted off with a leg injury. Oh, Jesus. So it, it I didn't could, even catch that. It could be serious. I know I'm kind of snaking this from you. It could Fine. be serious. <laughs> it could just be a cramp. I'm not saying I know what it is, but either way, it's new info we didn't have before today. Um, so, you know, Trevion Williams, like I, I think that he was maybe had the inside track for the, the backup job. Um, so, you know, that opens things up for Chase Brown, who I think is, very talented and he's in a situation where you know as long as Mixon is healthy I don't know if he'll hit but there is you know a path to Samaje P Ryan role so I kind of like the various paths for uh Chase Brown kind of crushing ADP um so that's why I think he's he's a pretty good value right now in the RB64 range 
Yeah. You know, that, that, cause I was hearing like good things about Travion too. So if Travion's yeah. out, I mean, I know they don't really, they, they haven't really trusted that guy Evans. Um, You know, he's shown some things in, in the past game, but I don't yeah. think they would trust him with a, a three, three down roll or anything like that. So, uh, and I don't think they'll sign another back cause they just were, you know, trying to cut cap space with, <laughs> uh, with Mixon. So yeah, that's uh, I, I've been eyeing Chase as well. All right. So we got uh, you got eight chain and Chase Brown. I got Bijan and Sean Tucker. Let's see what I want to do here. Let's go with Tajay Spears, RB 56. I I think he's going to get that backup job to Derrick Henry, especially after Hassan Haskins had the, uh, the legal issues. And remember, they fired the GM, John Robinson, and hired Rand Carthen. So it seems like they said Vrabel kind of want a power struggle in that with that whole thing. So it seems like he's kind of getting guys that, you know, he wants here now yeah. and third round pick for Spears. They had other needs. <laughs> so, you know, for them to take a running back in the third round, I know he doesn't, what does he have? Like negative two ACLs or something like that. Um, he's missing but, one. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, who needs an ACL? You just, ah, just you know, ACL, schmacl. <laughs> overrated. But, yeah, but no, he's uh, you know, Spears still is a, a has a lot of burst, and uh, I think you know Derrick Henry is you know getting a year older now, so there is a, a decent chance that Derrick Henry does get hurt at some point, and I think Spears would slot right into that role again. I, I don't really think Haskins showed much, and I don't know, I don't even know if he's going to be on the team to be honest with you, mm. and that there's really nobody else. Uh, in that backfield that I could see take it over. So it's kind of just a moonshot, you know, hoping Henry misses, you know, more than just, you know, one or two games. I, I think Ty J would be uh, an RB two uh, if he, if he does. So Henry might even get traded at some point, right? Like I, I'm not buying it. I think the Titans are, I think the Titans are the best team in that division. So I, I think they're, I don't well, it's, it's well, yeah, I'm not, I am saying it's possible. Like if, if things do go South, they could trade him. And I think that, you know, he's a, Tajay, he's a talented back, um, and like we said, he doesn't have an ACL in one of his legs, and he has arthritis, and the Titans still took him in the third round. Mm-hmm. So he's a player that probably won't have a long career, so I'm thinking they're th- they're under the impression they're going to use him early, <laughs> yep. uh, just based on the draft capital and knowing his medical history. And we've seen Dontre Hilliard, and I think it was Jeremy McNichols, um, put up decent numbers in like a pass catching role, even when Derrick Henry was healthy. So I think that's a path for uh, Spears to offer value, even when Henry's healthy. Like he he's a good pass catching back, uh, very explosive. So you know there, there's a path for him to put up numbers when Henry's healthy. But yeah, if if Henry goes down, I think Spears would carry the load. And like the first few years of his career, I think he's going to be great. But I, it's really hard to see how he can have a long career based on the fact that he doesn't have ACL and he already has arthritis. Um, so I think, you know, he's going to have to produce early, uh, especially since they took him in the third round. He is that talented. So yeah, he, he has sneaky upside right now. Yeah. He's one of those rare guys. He's probably a better, uh, redraft than dynasty. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're up. You got, um, a chain and chase Brown on the board so far. God, I could go on like a million different directions. I'm going, you know what? I'm going way down less because I could see you guys. I could see you sniping this guy very <laughs> soon. I'm going with uh, Chris Rodriguez Jr. <laughs> my guy. That is my yeah, man. I so, can't believe. I didn't even think you were going to touch him. Oh, That's hilarious. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> definitely just, sniped me. Just the situation where 
Um, you know, he has a very similar early down skill set as Brian Robinson. Um, so, you know, he's he's going to be his backup to begin the season. Uh, but even if Brian Robinson is healthy, there's a chance Rodriguez could leapfrog him. Um, and there's not many other running backs left on the board I could say that about. Um, and plus, you know, the new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy apparently had a direct say in drafting Rodriguez specifically. So um, that's a good endorsement for him. And again, like if Brian Robinson continues to struggle, he could just leapfrog him. So that's that's why I think that RB99 is that he's just undrafted right now um, yep. is a steal right now because he could he could easily crush this even if Brian Robinson is healthy all season. So, uh, yeah, give me Chris Rodriguez. And I felt like you were going to take him very soon. I definitely was. Like, that was the, you know <laughs> I've been talking about him. There's some, I, yeah. players, there's some players I want to draft right now. I just don't think you're going to take him. But I, I had to get this guy because I think we're on the same page. Yeah. No, definitely. That's a, that's a great pick. Uh, I am going to go – now it gets interesting. Oof, Bigsby's hot. Let's go with – Let's go. Let's go, Jameer Gibbs. I'm gonna. I'm just, yeah. oh, I was gonna take him next. <laughs> like the bat, you know. Now we're, you know, now we're kind of at the middle of the draft. So like, I don't love the RB fourteen ADP. <laughs> yeah. I actually think he's a little overvalued. But now we're at the point in the draft where you know, other like like if Gibbs just kind of holds serve, you know, a lot of a lot of yeah. these other running backs, you know, aren't guaranteed to do that. So uh, I'm just gonna go Gibbs here, pair him with Bijan. My team's gonna look sexy on paper, but you know, yeah, I think he's gonna absolutely take over that. DeAndre Swift role from last year at least, but probably something similar to Swift's role, you know, more like throughout the three years there, you know, maybe like nine to 12 carries, try to get him three catches a game uh, Mm -hmm. and home run hitter, great offensive line. uh, Gamus Williams suspended again. So Gibbs is really their best uh, speed threat. I know they just acquired Mims, but Gibbs is really, you know, their top speed threat. So I think he's going to be used quite a lot. And just kind of another one of these bets where I don't think the median ADP uh, is low enough, but the ceiling, like he had, he's another one of those backs with like, he has a top five ceiling and that's even without getting like 20 touches a game. So can't really argue with that. So I'll go with Gibbs. Yeah, He's going to be my next guy. And I I think the ranks a bit too high, but at least, He's in control of his own fate. A lot of these <laughs> other guys need somebody to get hurt to really crush ADP. He could just be a top 10 running back out of the gate. Uh, plus, I was going to say, just with all the volatility up top, like like I've been in recent drafts, it's like, how can you take Jonathan Taylor right now over him? Or like Josh Jacobs, there's so much uncertainty. Yeah. He's popping up. Like that creates a vacuum above him that can thrust him into the top 10. So uh, and th- that's kind of why all these, you know, holdouts are happening is because running backs provide the most value early on in their career and that's Gibbs. So um, yeah, I, I'm not in line with his rank necessarily, but he he seems to have the clearest path to at least be ADP without needing a, you know, an injury to somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to just do it. Uh, I don't think that you're going to take this guy soon, but I can't afford to let you take him. Um, and that's Zach Charbonnet at RB. 39 and i realize he's dealing with an injury it's a shoulder injury we don't know to the extent um kenneth walker's also dealing with the growing injury but we're still far enough out that zach moss who literally broke his arm might play week one so we still have some time where guys can pick up an injury or two and they still might be okay so just assuming that kenneth walker and zach charbonnet will be fine for week one i like the value we're getting here 
Um, you know, I have them ranked right around here. And if both players, if both Walker and Charbonnet are healthy all season, I think he could probably beat this ADP to begin with. Um, and if Walker misses time, he has, I think he has RB1 potential. Like, I think he was one of the best running backs in this class outside of Bijan. Uh, definitely gives me like Nick Chubb type vibes. He's a very smooth, polished runner. And he's also a capable pass catcher. So he's probably a better pass catcher than Nick Chubb is. So I think he could carve out a role, you know, as the pass catching back in this offense. Um, and like I've said, like, I think that he has a shot to get the goal line role as well. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker struggled last year with goal line work. Um, and he was more of a boom bust runner. He was 51st out of 55 running backs and success rate. Um, so he's not getting a bunch of, you know, four to six yard carries. It's really all or nothing with him. So that doesn't really suit, you know, the Seahawks well near the goal line, whereas Charbonnet is a very polished, good, like between the tackles runner. So I could see him taking over the goal line work too. And it non-zero chance he could overtake Kenneth Walker outright. I think he's that good. Um, so I, I just like all the pass for Charbonnet hitting at RB39 just based on talent alone. Yeah, uh, you know, I think now is the time to buy the dips. You know, even if he misses the first couple of weeks, so did Kenneth Walker last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like he yeah. started and, you know, because he was uh, behind a guy in Penny that tended to get hurt and they obviously wanted to get Walker involved anyway, uh, it worked out. So I could see, you know, right now they're calling Charbonnet out indefinitely uh, with the shoulder issue. But he, like, I think now's his time to buy the dips because if that hadn't happened, his ADP would probably only be rising. So yeah. uh, it's probably going to fall outside the top 40 uh, pretty soon. So yeah, RB39, not bad. If you have to stash him, you have to stash him. Yeah, especially since, you know, he might not play in the preseason. And that's one thing that I consider, like his ADP will probably drop because we won't see, you know, a Zach Charbonnet 60-yard touchdown run. <laughs> you know, that could, like, remember um, Damian Pierce last year? Yep, like, yeah, yeah. playing. His ADP went through the roof. So sometimes in these situations, if you like attacking a guy as a sleeper, you don't want them showing off so much in preseason. I think Charbonnet would have been one of those guys that would show off in preseason. So, yeah. And also, you're not drafting him for week one either. Like, he's starting on your bench anyway. So if he does get ease in the season, it doesn't really impact him too much. Um, really, his upside is later in the season and potentially if Kenneth Walker were to miss time. So I still like taking him at RB39, but it's something we have to monitor. They might be considering like surgery or something. I, the, the indefinitely does scare me. They're probably just weighing their options and figuring out, you know, what the path forward is. So it could break either way, but I, I just love taking him right now. Um, you know, even with the kind of shoulder injury looming over him. Yeah, absolutely. By the dip. Yep. All right, so we're through eight rounds. I got Bijan, Sean Tucker, Tajay Spears, and Jameer Gibbs. You got De Devon A-Chain, Chase Brown, Chris Rodriguez Jr., and Zach Charbonnet. So now we kick off the second half of the draft, and I'm going to go with Tank Bigsby, RB48. I don't – again, he's, he's kind of climbing up there in in ADP, so the median – it's probably a little bit high, honestly, right now, just because we don't, we're not a hundred percent sure he's gonna uh start the year as the RB2, but I think he's more talented than Hasty. They took him in the third round, obviously, for a a, a reason. And we saw Hasty playing more and more. And ETN, you know, not always being a like 80, 90% snap player that he was the few weeks after James Robinson left. Like as the season wore on, uh 
ETN was a lot of times in the 50s and 60s in snap share. So I, I think Bigsby also has a chance to kind of get, you know, 30, 40% of the snaps right off the bat. He has a 94th percentile target share, pretty good pass catcher, and he's got size. So, you know, ETN, he missed his whole rookie year, then stayed healthy remarkably so uh, last year, even though he got like banged up a few times in game. But I think ETN, you know, is a good bet to miss a couple of games uh, this season. And this Jag offense, you know, it's pretty, it's it's looking pretty good on paper and the defense isn't looking too great. So uh, a, a guy, a running back that could catch the ball and has some size mm-hmm. uh, in, in Bigsby, uh, I'll take it. Oh yeah. I was, I was going to take him next. So excellent job yes. sniping me again, but <laughs> I love Bigsby as a prospect. Obviously, you know, he's backing up one of the best running backs in the game in ETN, but he could certainly carve out a role to produce RB3 flex value. Um, and he reminds me of Chris Carson. Like when you watch his film, it's almost like he seeks contact sometimes. And when he does go down, he like contorts his body, moves around to like pick up an extra yard or two. It's impressive. So I think, you know, the Jags are going to love him. He, he's going to be talented enough to kind of command targets despite backing up ETN. Um, and then if ETN were to go down, like I think he absolutely has RB2 type upside. So love the value of getting him like in the late 40s. That's the perfect time to take him. All right, where you go next? Oh my, I don't even know. I, um, I'm going to go with another, what I think could be volatile running back room. Um, and that is, I'm going to go with Dwayne McBride uh, because he is like the literal backup of Alexander Madison. They're they're almost like similar players. I think McBride's going to be a very good early down back, probably won't be involved much as a pass catcher. So if Madison were to go down, I think McBride would be the lead back. And, you know, they still have, you know, they have, well, first of all, I, I don't know if Madison will be able to hang on to the job all season. Like if you do look at his, his advanced metrics, he's not, like a great running back. So there's a chance he could get leapfrogged by McBride, even when healthy, but you know, guys like Ty Chandler, uh, Kine Nwangu could step up. Like this is a very volatile backfield and I'm not saying McBride is the best back necessarily, but it's one of those situations where I, I don't know if Alexander Madison can hang on to the job all season long, even when healthy. So that's why I kind of like investing in this McBride makes the most sense as the back that could leapfrog Madison. Cause they're so similar. Um, so I'm going to go with McBride here. And I think, you know, RB 70 is a good time to kind of take a flyer on this because he might not even need an injury to, you know, produce RB three flex type of value. So I kind of like that path for McBride. Yeah. You know, there's, it's, it's a wide open bathroom. Like that's really like, no, like the beat riders don't know who's going to win the job. <laughs> Nobody knows. Right. So, uh, yeah, when in doubt target volatility and hope you, you hit, yep. hit the, uh, hit the jackpot with the 11th pick. I am going to go with let's go Kendra Miller here. So this is another one where, you know, it looks like there's three people, three heads in this backfield, but um, number one, Alvin Kamara may be facing a suspension. Number two, mm-hmm. Jamal Williams is old. Like I know he had a great season last year and, and I, <laughs> right. and I loved him, but there's like a non-zero chance Miller who is, you know, 220 pounds picked with the 71st pick, which is, you know, pretty high uh, for a running back. Uh, there's a non-zero chance, you know, now that Williams is, is 28, like at some point he could leapfrog Williams. You know, this isn't Detroit. Uh, and we know the Saints love to run the the football. Yes, Taysom Hill is there, and that always complicates things. But um, I, I'll take my chances with the, you know, the the least expensive Saints back 
and just hope something good happens here because the Saints, you know, it's it seems like they always are good at drafting skill players. You know, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara uh, come to mind. So um, they might have just found a star here uh, from with Miller from TCU. So the 11th pick of our draft, I think it's a good time to to roll the dice here. Yeah, and um, I think Kamara is meeting with Goodell like yep. this week over the suspension. I think this ADP is like banking on there being some sort of suspension. Absolutely. Um, so I think like if if Kamara ends up not being suspended, we'll see Miller's ADP drop, and it probably shouldn't because Kamara himself has been slowing down. But I agree. Mm-hmm. I think Jamal Williams, while he's probably my favorite football player as a human being, uh, I think he's hilarious and a nice guy he's not some elite back. Like he, he's going to get those leader carries you talk about, obviously, <laughs> but uh, you know, Kendra Miller's a legit prospect. You know, he's perfect size. He's 5'11", 215, but he tends to play a little bit smaller. He he reminds me of Aaron Jones where he, he does play a little bit smaller, but he could really do it all. Like he could be a true workhorse back. You know, he's a good pass catching back. So uh, he has a ton of upside if Kamara or Jamal Williams were to go down. Um, you know, he could crush here, but this current ADP, I think is assuming Kamara is suspended at least, you know, four games. So this is something that could change rapidly uh, this week. Yeah. And like, you know, it's interesting because different kind of players, but you know, the saints took Kamara with the 67th pick back in 2017 mm-hmm. week one, he was in a three-way split with Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram. And we all know what happened there. So yeah. like I could see Miller, kind of earning that, you know, like a similar thing. Cause like you said, Kamara has been slowing down a little and Williams is no guarantee to, to, you know, it was a lot, mostly touchdowns. Like he wasn't really giving you much of the passing game and mm-hmm. Detroit obviously didn't love him enough to, you know, offer him the money it took to, to bring him back. So I, I think that uh, Miller, you know, it, yes, it's ugly. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the H chain situation where it's like, yes, there's three backs, but like there's one guy on the upswing and two guys on the down. Yeah. So uh, I'll take my shot. All, All right, right. Where are you going with the, tw- so you got the 12th pick. You got, uh, you got a chain, Chase Brown, Chris Rodriguez, Zach Charbonnet and Dwayne McBride. Hmm, I'm going to go with, um, let me just make sure I'm not missing anybody here. I'm going to go with Zach Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was a very highly recruited running back entering college. He was a five-star recruit even higher than Bijan Robinson. So he had a ton of potential entering college, but for whatever reason, he just never became like a workhorse back. Um, so, you know, the Rams took a shot on him. Like I'll be honest, like he's a risky pick. Uh, he's not a slam dunk, but he has a ton of upside. So the, the Rams took a shot on him in the sixth round. Um, and I, I think, you know, Kyron Williams, you know, much to my chagrin uh, last year, I, I thought he was one of the best pass catching backs of the draft, but he's not really a true workhorse back. I think Evans is absolutely the backup running back to Cam Akers. Um, And, you know, they brought in Sonny Michelle, which I thought was sort of insurance on Zach Evans. If he struggles in preseason or he doesn't look the part, you know, they they probably would have rolled a Sonny Michelle. Uh, But after he retired, they brought in Royce Freeman, who I'm less worried about, but I (laughs) think those guys are insurance because again, Evans is a gamble, but you know, he could, ball out during the preseason he could show up uh he has a ton of talent so if he does hit and he's on the rams you know he's a cam makers injury away of producing uh and you know he's talented enough he could leapfrog cam makers i don't think that's going to happen but he has a ton of upside a ton of downside 
but I think this is the this is the time we got to take some swings. So I'm going to take Zach Evans be, just because he has a wide range of outcomes and RB 67. This range is the perfect time to take a flyer like that. Yeah, I was I was probably going to take Evans next, so because nice. uh, I, I was thinking that same thing. You know, if if Acres goes down, uh, it you look at that depth chart and it's probably uh, it's probably Evans. I mean. Sean McVay is weird. You know, he has resurrected yes. the ghost of Michelle and uh, who was it before that? Malcolm CJ Brown. Andrews. Yeah. And Malcolm, Malcolm Brown and CJ Anderson. So like there is a, there's probably a non-zero chance that Royce Freeman actually does win that number two job. But, <laughs> but I agree. I think Evans is, is the, is more talented and yeah. is worthy of taking, taking a shot here. Now it's getting ugly here. I, w- <laughs> I wish the Jets weren't the favorite for, for Dalvin Cook. Cause I, I yeah. do like a Bonaconda, but like if he's if he's gonna be third at best, and you know there's still Carter and Knight there. Yeah. Um. That, that's that's tough. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. I, Especially at that ADP. Yeah. RB I'm gonna. 70. Yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm just gonna take Rashawn Johnson. Uh. Right. And uh. And hope that he can, at some point, either due to injury, you know, with Foreman and Herbert, or you know, just outplay at least one of them and, and get into a, a like a one A one B type of situation um you know he's he should be active from day one even if he's not a top two back because he's a good special teamer he's also a good pass blocker um so i think he does get on the field but obviously he's going to need an injury to foreman or or herbert because i i don't know if he's going to outplay them like just off the jump in preseason or anything like that like yes he's got some talent but the way i mean foreman looked great last year and herbert you know he he, he always looks great so yeah. I think it's going to have to be more in, of an injury, but this Bears offense is is somewhat of an unknown. I mean, you know, this could turn into like a an Eagles offense, like if it's like like at the top end of the outcomes, you know, like a run heavy but more efficient pass game, but still, you know, working in a, like three four backs. So uh, I'll just take my chances with uh, with Johnson here and, and hope that he finds his way into some playing time. You know, fourth round pick usually, yeah, like, like eighty to one hundred twenty carries. Still, you know. It's not 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 far fetched, but uh, still don't don't love the, the three way committee right now. Yeah, no, and I I, I was probably going to take Johnson next. Um, you know, he's overlooked because he was Bijan's backup at Texas, but he's more than capable of being a workhorse back. Uh, I am Team Khalil Herbert all the way, uh, so I hope and think he will run away with the starting job. I've seen a lot of people contemplate that. Roshan can find his way on the field um, as a pass blocker. So a third down back. Unfortunately, that's just not a good role in this offense no. because feels like to scramble so much. So when people say that, I'm like, that's not a good thing. Uh, he needs uh, probably Foreman uh, specifically to go down or Herbert. Uh, and then he could be, you know, potentially, uh, you know, workhorse back. So uh, he probably needs it. But again, this is a wide open depth chart where he could just be really good. And leapfrog both of them. He has that path. So that's why I was going to take him. Um, but this ADP is tough to commit to that because there there still are clear backups in this range that are one injury away. He might need two. Uh, but either way, love the upside, love the talent. Um, and like you said, he's a fourth round pick for a reason. So uh, I was going to go with him next. Yeah. And I did see a, a quote from Herbert himself saying – uh something to the extent of you know how everyone you know how everyone's doing it now in this league they're going to go with a committee so i don't even think herbert expects to like like quote unquote run away with the job he'll probably be it'll probably be a similar situation to last year with like him and montgomery down the stretch Mm -hmm. it's just is it going to be foreman to start or is it going to be 
uh Johnson probably Foreman but like, like Foreman's also I think an injury risk so you know so yeah um not don't hate it but don't love it but uh where are you going with what is where are we up to pick number Two 14 more. I'm gonna go generic Prince of the Chiefs Ooh, snipe me I was gonna go in um just uh just betting on talent and situate potential situation because he's blazing fast which is a good asset to have in the Chiefs offense uh, player profiler has him as the number three ranked in athletic score of this class. So he's clearly, you know, an athlete. Uh, and this backfield's pretty wide open. Like I'm assuming Pacheco will be the week one starter. But this time last year, we saw Pacheco rise as, yep. you know, the, the dark horse back. So anything can happen in this backfield. Um, so I, I, I think Prince is worth a flyer here. And he's one of those guys where a couple big runs in the preseason, we could see his ADP shoot up just because I think people know that this backfield's pretty wide open. Um, I, even Clyde Edwards Hilaire has a shot this year. So this is just an investment in the Chiefs offense, really. Do you think Edwards Hilaire could get traded by any chance? I feel like that that could maybe be a possibility with like the way they're talking about Prince. Cause like they, yeah. they really did not, even when Edwards Hilaire came back last year, they really just did not give him any burn. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, know. who's gonna take him though? He uh uh yeah i, I don't know i, I, I don't, don't know, know. <laughs> uh but no i'm just you know I, that would obviously be ideal if like prince could just start the year in the i mean he might still you know we've seen the chiefs just healthy scratch like guys with oh, name yeah. value like i think it was what shady mccoy f- for like the super bowl and a yep. bunch of weeks so yeah um yeah i was i was gonna take prince next i've been hearing the buzz and uh yeah kind of reminds me of pacheco last year yeah all right, I'm going to – I got my last pick. I'm just going to go ahead and go with uh, Israel Bonaconda at RB70 just because I just love – I just love the talent. I just love the speed. And, and they've, they've talked about, you know, they feel like he can contribute right away. So, um, you know, yes, if Dalvin Cook comes, it's probably a lost cause. But I do think he'll get his opportunities uh, this year. You know, like he's a, a pretty uh, pretty fast guy, has a lot of bursts. And uh, it's just a guy that they've been kind of hyping up in camp. So maybe the reason they haven't signed Dalvin Cook yet is because mm. they feel decently about about Abanacanda. So like I think he he's one of those guys where like right now it looks ugly, but there's also you know we know Brees Hall is probably a, a heightened injury risk, and we still don't know exactly when he'll he'll be back. We're hearing that they're kind of out on Michael Carter, so I think things are are still in decent shape for Abanacanda. Um, as my last pick at least, but uh, not obviously once Dalvin Cook signs somewhere, we'll have a lot better uh, idea of, of his value. Yeah. And I think this is a great reason to watch the hall of fame game. Uh, I think a is probably going to get a handful of touches. Uh, and if he looks as good as I think he will like that, that might give them pause signing Dalvin Cook. Cause I agree. I think he's more than capable of holding down the fort. If Brees Hall has to like miss the first couple of games or get eased in, Abanacanda could handle it. So I think this Hall of Fame game, they might be scouting him, weighing the option of bringing in Dalvin Cook based on how he does. So it's an interesting thing to kind of look out for uh, when you're watching the Hall of Fame game. Do you think, uh, how do you think that rotation will be? It'll probably be Carter, Knight, and then Abanacanda, just like veteran deference, right? For the for the Hall of Fame game? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think Carter will probably start. Yep. Probably won't play much because they already know what they have in him. Maybe same thing with Zonovan Knight. I think you're going to see a lot of Abanacanda and a lot of Travis Dye yeah. uh, from USC because he's undrafted. They just need to see what they have. And 
usually if you're in the Hall of Fame game, you're playing an extra game. Yep. So you have these lower, lower uh, depth chart guys get a ton more run than, you know, the regular first week of the preseason. So I think Travis Dye might end up leading this backfield because they really want to see what he has. And they're kind of trying to save these other guys. Got to go with the uh, Abanacanda, Dye, Brownlee, just every yeah. just stack the entire uh uh who's who's a who's, who are we going with that quarterback though for who's the is it, oh, is it gonna be straveler should we get some no is... <laughs> nope nope we're going with dorian thompson robinson who will probably play the entire second oh yeah that's true and he's a very good running quarterback so yes <laughs> he, he's going to be the uh chalk at quarterback yes that means i gotta pivot to straveler Got give oh, okay, yeah, yeah. If you want to do that for GBPs, yeah, absolutely. Strebler running around out there, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he seems he seems like a fun, you know, like in a preseason. Do those dudes that like never ball out in the regular, like Danny Etling, will randomly have like a, a big well, game in the preseason. It's specifically the Russian quarterbacks because yep, yep. the, the passing game's a nightmare. No one's on the same page, so guys that can pull it down and run against these soft defenses uh, usually ball out. So yeah, that that's a huge asset to have. So Strebler. Look out for him, especially if, if they only have Zach Wilson play like, you know, a couple drives. Strebler could end up playing the entire second half. Uh, then he would certainly be worth the flyer. All right. We are up to your last pick. Close this out. I'm, I'm going with somebody that's not even listed. Do it. What the hell? Um, I'm going with Evan Hull. Uh, I was I was going to list him after Moss. Yeah. Got hurt, but yeah. He's yeah. RB81. So that's his current ADP. Okay. Uh, but yeah, his, his stock just shot up. I would say over the past 48 hours, just with all the uncertainty surrounding Jonathan Taylor right now. And then Zach Moss broke his arm. But like I said, it looks like he might be ready by week one. That's how far out we are still. Uh, but I, I do like Hole, you know, as a prospect, he was drafted for his pass catching skills. I think that's his path to playing time as a rookie, but you know, he is capable of handling a full-time role. Um, last year he had seven games at Northwestern where he ran the ball more than 20 times. Um, so he, he's talented. I, I do like Deion Jackson, but Evan Hull more than capable of becoming, you know, workhorse back in a pinch and, you know, things are trending that way. I, I still think Jonathan Taylor might end up sorting it out. And like I said, Zach Moss will probably be ready by week one, but either way, it's a situation where Evan Hull has a clear path to having early season value. So I, I like taking him here at RB 81. Yeah. And I mean, same GM, but new coaching staff. So, you know, they might, yeah. you know, I know Moss kind of was, you know, came into favor down the stretch last year, but um, there's no telling if the, the new staff is feeling him because there was a lot of coaching staff that weren't feeling him yeah. uh, before this. So uh, that could go either way. All right. So we have for our draft, uh, I'll just go through the order once more. I started off with Bijan Robinson at RB3. Devon, you went Dave, Devon A chain at RB43. Then I went uh, Sean Tucker with the Bucks at RB78 with my third pick. Uh, with the fourth overall pick, you went Chase Brown, RB64, the rookie from Cincinnati. Uh, I went Tajay Spears of the Titans at RB53. Fifth overall, sixth overall, you went my boy Chris Rodriguez Jr. of the Commanders, who's currently being. Uh, not drafted, uh, at least in the best ball 10 ADP we're looking at. Uh, Jameer Gibbs was my pick with the seventh overall uh, at RB14. Eighth, you went Zach Charbonnet of the Seahawks uh, at RB39, buying the dip. Ninth, I went Tank Bigsby of the Jags at RB48. Tenth, you went Dwayne McBride of the Vikes at RB68. 
11th, I went Kendra Miller of the Saints, RB 47. 12th, you went Zach Evans of the Rams, RB 66. And then we closed it up. I went Rashawn Johnson uh, of the Bears at RB 50. You went Daenerys Prince of the Chiefs at RB 74. Uh, I closed it out with Israel Abanaconda of the Jets at RB 70. Uh, and then you nodded it up with Evan Ho the, of the Colts, RB 81. So... There are a couple of backs that do have ADPs here that we did not draft. So just get your thoughts on these guys real quick. The first it is uh, Eric Gray at RB71 of the Giants and also Deuce Vaughn, RB84 of the Cowboys. Any thoughts on those guys and just kind of why you passed them up? Uh, no, I do. I do like Eric Gray. You know, he's probably going to be uh, Saquon Barkley's backup. He has uh, Matt Breida to beat, which shouldn't be too tough, but still it's a competition. So if he does um, beat out Matt Breida and is the RB two heading in the season, I think he's a good handcuff um, solid fifth round back out of Oklahoma. He didn't really break out till his senior season. So he's a late bloomer, which could be a concern, uh, but he's more than capable of like a full-time role if he needs to step up. So I do like him just, we have to kind of wait and see how the backup battle uh, turns out and Deuce Vaughn. I love, Deuce Vaughn, but he's just probably too small to really see enough carries at the NFL level uh, to to produce enough fancy value to draft him. But uh, he he I wrote down he's micro machine Tony Pollard, like he's Tony <laughs> Pollard, like Tony Pollard's mini me. Uh, but he he runs hard. He's a very good running back, uh, and he might be tough for you know players to take him down. So he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be exciting to watch in preseason for sure. I'm going to have some overs on Deuce Vaughn props, but just at the NFL level, I don't know if he'd be able to uh, consistently see the 15 plus touches a game, which, which certainly hurts his upside. So that's why I didn't take him, but I do like him as a prospect. I feel like we had this debate earlier in the off season. Cause I was like, I feel like Ronald Jones might end up being the guy. And, and you were like, I think you were more about, Deuce Vaughn I, and uh, Davis, but Malik Davis, yeah. I, I, I see, I see that you have Ronald Jones in our projections with the most carries of the three Cowboy backups. So uh, that's because like I uh... haven't updated the fact that he's been suspended for two games. <laughs> but so, even still, um, before that, you 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 had him yeah. seventy to looks like seventy for Jones, sixty eight for Davis, fifty five for Vaughn. I think if if we're talking median projections, yeah, I'll give you that one. But he uh, Ronald Jones at this point has no upside. <laughs> I mean, uh, Zeke, he couldn't, he could like, he can't be any worse than Zeke was. When so just be horrible, but touchdowns. still, yeah, yeah horrible. Mike McCarthy, still, he loves horrible. Exactly. I want to live in a world where Ronald Jones is not fancy relevant, though. Is yeah. that so much to ask? Send him back to the Chiefs. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I think, like, right now, Brita is still running with the twos uh, in Giants oh, okay. camp. So, I mean, that's, you know, camp's just it's early on. Anyway, so yeah. there's. There's still time, but I think Gray may open the year uh, as the three. Or I mean, there's even a chance they they keep four if uh, if they like Brightwell for special teams again. So uh, we'll see well, how that they, they brought out. in James Robinson. Uh, yeah, has he even been practicing. I know he was injured. Like, I haven't heard much about him, um, but I mean, just judging by his like the course of his career over the last you know twelve months or so, I would yeah, I doubt that he's. You know, because like the, the the Giants, they they're gonna want at least some pass catching ability in, in that backfield. And I feel like Robinson, if his knees are shot, like he's not really gonna give you that. So I don't I don't really know where he 
fits in, but how the mighty have fallen. I mean, he was the starting running back for the Jaguars last year, even with ETN healthy. Yeah, now for we... a few games. Yeah. Yeah. And now just nothing. Yeah. I mean, what's the when the Patriots just immediately like <laughs> yeah, that's... Again, you you they must have it's either it's either his well, it's his knees are prop because the Jets also like, yeah, he's been way too many places to like project for yeah, the Patriots. So side note, uh, go off a little tangent here, but I'm very worried about uh stevenson you know they're bringing in dalvin cook leonard fournette zeke mm-hmm. like it seems like stevenson's gonna have some competition for touches that's my thought yeah and i think the patriots they just ideally like they just know that like it's not ideal to give one running back like so much work as stevenson it projects for right now like they had damian harris the last couple of years now they don't really have that person and they, I guess they could go Ty Montgomery on passing downs, but I feel like Stevenson's good on passing downs, so you don't want to limit his role too much there. So, yeah, I, I'm I still on the lookout for them bring somebody in. This time offline, I, I was saying that Ty Montgomery could be kind of like a discount uh, Cordero Patterson on the Falcons when he broke out. So if, if he were to stay healthy, yeah, he might he might factor in, but he's got to stay healthy. Yeah, and I yeah, like he he'll probably. Like if 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 the season started today, he would probably make the team and be the like second in second at least on passing downs. Oh like, yeah, into the rotation. But yeah. uh yeah, long way to go. Uh, and what about any thoughts on uh Macintosh in Seattle? I know people might be asking about him just because we've got word of you know yeah the two well, injuries. With, any thoughts on him? Yeah, with uh, all these injuries, I mean he's worth a flyer this late, but he he profiles as more of uh, you know a pass catching back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think his upside's limited, but you know, if, if both backs are out, you know, he certainly, uh, could produce, but I think he, he's the kind of guy that does need two injuries to be offering value, which is a lot to ask, which he, um, which he has right now, but <laughs> currently, but again, Zach Moss literally broke his arm yesterday and he, I yeah. guess he'll be fine for week one. So that's how far out we are where you can have a significant injury like that and still be okay for week one. So that's why. Definitely monitor Macintosh. I, I think he's, you know, a good back, but he, he will need both running backs to be out to offer potential value. So that's why I didn't draft him. Yeah. And Pete Carroll loves DJ Dallas. Like somehow DJ Dallas got 35 carries last year. Like, I don't know <laughs> when or how, but somehow. Well, Travis Homer got hurt too, right? I mean, everybody he, was hurt. Yeah. But they, they, they Homer doesn't really get carries unless like, everybody's hurt but oh Dallas like I I just saw the rest of the depth chart I don't know who any of these guys are <laughs> holy shit yeah they better hope out like well Walker they said is not as serious as Charbonnet so I'm guessing Walker they're like kind of putting him on ice and then Charbonnet they're just yeah. kind of hoping um for some positive news so yep. you gotta just monitor that but uh that is going to do it for our running back rookie preview pod for 2023 here on the fantasy flex we have all of our positional ranking previews out right now right here on the channel also we'll be dropping rookie wide receivers next so stay tuned for that you can find sean on x at the underscore odds maker i'm at chris raybon you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning action network app also be sure to check out our season-long fantasy rankings on actionnetwork.com as well. Until next time, let's get this money.
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.